Black lives have always mattered. We have always been important. We have always meant something. We have always succeeded, regardless. And now is the time. I ain't waiting. I ain't waiting. This is not a good cop versus bad cop situation. This is Ahmaud Arbery being shot down by white men on the streets of Georgia. Breonna Taylor being killed in her home. This is in New York City where we were until freedom. We were just in New York fighting the police officers who in the name of social distancing were damn near killing black young people on our streets. This is a coordinated activity happening across this nation. And so we are in a state of emergency. Black people are dying in a state of emergency. The blackness, keep the game on. Well, I will just say this. Um, you know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, animals of all kind, uh, it is your boy Tim live in the building. It is your girl Sierra Danielle. Boy, famous Phillips, uh, and this is the Push and Start podcast. So we're gonna get right to the shits, man. Drew fucking Breeze. Uh, I just, I mean, Sierra started it off right off the top. We have a lot to get to. There is a plethora of things that we're gonna discuss. Everything. Yeah, listen, we're hopefully in this time frame, we can be the release that you need to be able to go about the rest of your weekend and the following weeks ahead. But we got a lot to address. First and foremost, fuck Drew Brees. I'll just go ahead. I'll just go ahead. I'll just Maybe go we ahead should have did a free for all and just no, no, no. bring up all the damn topics. You know what? I'll just go ahead and put my stamp <laughs> and my and my flag down right there. Uh, I'll let you know what for the sports aficionado in the room. I'm gonna let Calvin address the people that have been living under a rock. What Mr. Drew Brees said. So Drew Brees was I think it was like a type of interview and um <laughs> and he went up there and he was he was responding to a question about the protests and the rioting etc cetera, etc cetera. and Drew Brees was very very um non black lives matter and when I say non it, it was like like blatantly don't disrespectful. It. Don't you don't got to cut it. What did what did he say? He said he said we shouldn't uh, he said, I will not. I, they oh, yeah. Are, I will not kneel uh, uh, for the flag, uh, nor, and I do believe that it is disrespectful. Disrespectful, yeah. To, to, against. Talked about his granddad, his granddad fought in the World War, and this, yeah. You know what? There are a lot of black men that fought in World War II, World War One, Vietnam, and came back to a country that still treated them like shit. Uh, yeah. Hey, 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 Mr. Breeze, man, you can give me all the apologies that you want. Just minutes. Uh, you guys are hearing this in real time. We are recording this podcast late. So by the time you hear it, we are up to up to date. Uh, just a moment ago, he released the Instagram video trying to apologize again. Again. I'm going to tell you right now. What He's am trying, I, bro. He's what, trying. Listen, what, what did Maya Angelou say? Maya Angelou said when you, when you, yeah, exactly. Right. When you, when somebody shows you who you are the first time, believe them. Right, I'm paraphrasing there, but that's exactly you want to hear. This is a quote pulled directly from the video. I am sorry it has taken this long to act and participate in a meaningful way, but I am your ally in this fight. Drew, 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 Drew. No, you're not. It's too late. Drew, Drew. Shit ain't changed 24 hours. Hey, Drew. Hey, Drew. Hey, Drew. Hey, oh shit. Drew got my mic all messing up. Can y'all still hear me? I can see. Listen, man, Drew. I don't give a damn. All right, I really don't. 
I really don't. And and guess what? What I really, really hope happens is that the NFL does come back and we get the opportunity to have training camps. And I hope and I pray that these in these training camps and these practices where the Saints joint practice against somebody else, boy, I'm laying the wood on Drew Brees every single time I get the opportunity. It's going to be yeah. legal. It's going to be clean, but I'm going to smack the shit out of Drew Brees. Oh, Nick, my. I, te- I texted one of my chats the other day. I said, listen, through 16 games this year, Drew Brees will have three sacks each game. At minimum. At minimum. At minimum. I'm going. I'm, I'm coming for your head top, bro. I'm You're coming, coming for I'm, your I'm, head, I'm, boy. I'm, I'm coming for your head, boy. Uh, I told y'all, we getting right to the shits, man. They, listen, uh, I, I, I do want to go ahead and say again, uh, rest in peace to George Floyd one more time. Uh, I don't rest think well, we, we can't just... We're dealing with a lot as a country. We don't have leadership right now. We still got a pandemic with this virus going on. Um it's been a lot i think the last time we spoke um the last time we spoke had the had the protest started the last time that we were on air no no the protest i don't no yes they had yes they had yeah Yeah, but i I don't think uh, well i don't think all the looting and rioting was as 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 intense as as, as it was um yeah so i because we we already have an idea of the topics that we're going to address in our segments so I do want to address this. What do you guys ultimately think is uh, your thoughts and views on what you've been seeing in the streets over the past few days? So for me personally, I feel like the media is not covering the right thing. I've seen a lot of white people get a lot of airtime on these protests when in fact they were, when they are playing the victim, like, oh, I was attacked by protesters, but a lot of them had weapons and were charging at protests, protesters and got their ass beat. I've seen a lot of white people being the main ones, smashing these things up, smashing windows, all this kind of stuff. Not saying that black people aren't doing it, but black people are doing it a lot of times because we're upset, we're mad. We are just, we really trying to tear shit up because y'all want to kill us. Y'all want to let our killers run free. Y'all don't want to give us any justice. Y'all gonna hear us now. I feel like a lot of white people are using this as a chance to just go crazy for no reason. I seen a TikTok that went viral of a white boy that wanted cops to handcuff him so he can get good pictures of himself that wanted to be taking pictures i've seen white women posting pictures with these boarded up buildings trying to help people drill and they just want to take pictures like our struggle and our you know our protesting is not a fucking aesthetic this is not something that you just come to just for the hell of it you don't get drunk and throw on a riot outfit like i've seen some white girls say and go out there and protest if you're an ally is being aware of our struggles and genuinely coming out there with a purpose to make a statement about our struggles. Not to just come out there and fuck shit up just because, you know, we're rioting just because I'm mad that the cop pulled me over because I didn't have a seatbelt on five years ago. No, that's not why we're rioting. That's not why we're upset. That's not why we're fucking shit up. Like, that's not. And I think that's been the most frustrating part of what I'm seeing. Kevin, what about you, man? What have you seen that's just you, that, that you're taking away from, or what, what's on your mind? Um, uh, kind of goes along with what Sierra's saying. Most of the the destructive shit ain't us. It's it's our white counterparts. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and even I, if it, and even if some of it is us, I don't give a damn. Yeah, I, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's right. justified. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you know, right now the media is just portraying 
the Black Lives Matter movement in such a negative way. But when they had armed protesters because they couldn't go to Great Clips, they it, it was because of freedom of speech, not because... And they didn't want to wear a mask. You know, right. So, I don't know. I just... It's frustrating for that, but also it's just frustrating for me to see all of these celebrities who took the wrong route, like the Drew Brees. There, there's countless other celebrities who didn't speak on it the way they should have. Hey, 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 look, look, look. Yeah, um, it's, I, it's, you, a, it's a list, though. You know what? Speaking of said list, we Desi shall... Banks lost 500,000 followers. We, we, shall, we shall go to the list of the canceled... Uh, oh, you have a list? Oh, oh, there's a list floating around virally on social media right now. I'm gonna send it to y'all. It's oh, it's viral, and they they are updating the list as we speak of who we need to cancel and who we should not. And I got the list. I know I got to scroll up. But um, Calvin, who was a uh, Sierra? You're right. In 24 hours, uh, Desi Thanks, lost 500 he had a million. He had over a million followers, and he lost five thousand. And he it's because five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand. He posted some picture that was like a, a split picture with like Martin Luther King and them marching, I think in Selma, and then black people riding and saying that we shouldn't we shouldn't uh, do it that way, that we don't know what we're doing. Basically saying that we're going about it the wrong way. B. Simone said, I'm not living to please men. I'm here to please God at the end of the day. I'm a Christian. I'm God-fearing. I have to answer to him. I'm going to ask myself, what would Jesus do? Not what, what would an angry black woman do? I am angry, but I'm also trying to be godly. And then a couple hours later, a couple of days later, when she got all the backlash, they said that a couple a couple of days later, after she got a lot of backlash for what she said, she went to a protest, but um, people were saying she was sitting down. She wasn't really, it was like she was there just to show face. You know my thing about, can, it, it, it goes back to the bigger conversation about cancel culture. And I don't want to stick on this long because we have bigger issues to talk about. But we're trying to cancel people that really haven't even gotten here yet. Like, like, like for example, like a B. Simone. Yeah, I, I could give two fucks about a B. Simone to keep it a band with you. Like, first off, in my humble estimation, in my humble opinion, you're not funny to the extent that we should all be enamored by your humor. That's number one. Desi, on the other hand, a different story. Now, what do we like to do? Because I guarantee you that a majority of his followers were black that followed, unfollowed him in that first 24 hours, that half a million people that unfollowed him. But at the same time, it's like, how many of you actually wanted to sit down and quote his tweet and give him some education or go underneath his thread and be like, yo, Des, my nigga, that ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is not what we need to do. Now, granted, this ain't really the time for education because you need to be with the shits right you, now. You should know. <laughs> yeah, you, should you, know. You, you should know. Especially you being the nigga. You being the nigga. You being the nigga with the hood nigga tweets. But anyway. That's what somebody said too. Like y'all yeah. act like these hood people all the time. But the hood people that y'all portray, that's how they would act. They would fuck shit up. Yeah. <laughs> if they uh, needed to. So... Shout, well, I'm not even going to say shout out, but, you know, there's a lot of people that's out here getting canceled due to saying the wrong things. Uh, we just named three off the top of the pie, and we're not even five minutes into the show, of people that have been 
ultimately canceled that potentially may not bounce back. And we'll get into a deeper conversation in Sierra's topic. Uh, before we get into anything else, because we do have a lot to address, um, I'm not here to talk about music. Uh, I'm not here to talk about anything else pop culture related because it really isn't any of that. We really need to get to the shits. Uh, so Sierra, then, yeah, who do you want to gas up? I really want to gas up our people for real. Like we really fighting really hard right now. Um, the the officer that killed George Floyd, his um, charge was bumped up from a murder three to a murder two. And all of the officers involved have now been charged and are in custody. And that's coming from a third degree charge and none of the other officers have been arrested. And also um, Breonna Taylor's case had been reopened. So it's like, we're making slow steps, like progress. And I know it feels like, you know, we're all worn out, we're all burnt out, we're all very emotional. It's a very emotional time. Uh, but I feel like we're making some type of progress. They hearing us somewhere. Now, I just I hope it, it you know, you know, y'all getting charged on me nothing. We need to see what that verdict do. You so so. I'm, I'm gonna gas up our people, man. We strong. Yeah, we are. That's all I can say. Calvin, man, you want to gas up? Uh, I'm gassing up not only our people, but a specific person, LeBron James. Now, listen, you can hate the man all you want, but LeBron James is my hero, bro. He has been very unapologetically black throughout this entire process, but even other processes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He, LeBron has been one of those guys who has always spoken his mind protested, did what he had to do to make sure his voice was heard as a black man. And man, I, I was just watching some videos, watching some old stuff like that that whole interview where the lady from I think it was CNN maybe that no, was Fox a, News. Fox, Fox News. News. It was like you need to stick to playing a basketball like Shut up and basketball. Dribble. Shut up yeah. and dribble. Like yeah. It, it's but, just but, crazy. You know, she she tells LeBron to shut up and dribble, but tells Drew Brees he can have an opinion. Man, girl, if you don't, if you don't oh, sit down somewhere. Oh, ah, ah. Y'all, listen, white people, I am going to be talking to you specifically at the end of the show. Do not worry. I'm coming. I'm coming to the rescue. Uh, Calvin, thank you for that. I also want to gas up a very specific individual that has laid low under the radar that has not had a voice, but as the streets are saying right now, has opened up that purse. Uh, my boy, yay. My boy, yay. <laughs> Shout out to that man, Kanye West. Now, you can love him. You can hate him. You can be indifferent about him, whatever the case may be. But if you haven't heard, he did donate $2 million to not only Breonna Taylor, also Ahmaud Aubrey and George Floyd. He also not only did that, created a tuition fund for George Floyd's daughter. On top of that, it's paying he's for paying the- legal fees. He's also paying the legal fees for George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. So um, I don't I, 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 I don't know if it's a mod to I, I know I saw Brianna and George, but I wouldn't doubt that he's doing that. But, bro, come on, man. Like my man. Listen, there was tweets coming out earlier today talking about some where's Kanye at and all this craziness and shit like that. But like my nigga lay low. He threw out a bag. And you know what I'm saying? That's Money it. Talk. Money talks, man. So look, and, and honestly, I think. All of us can agree from Kanye. I'd rather do that than to hear the words that you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just do that. Just, yeah, just, do just, that. Shut up, just shut up and do the right thing. That's it. Just shut up and do the right thing. Because I feel like if he probably would have said something, he might have. <laughs> yeah. He might have yeah, uh, a whole bunch of feathers. But uh, listen, guys, we're going to get right to the shits. We're going to keep the two versions with you this whole damn podcast. Can somebody explain to me where that came from? 
Yo, all right, uh, real quick for those that don't know, Virgil Abloh. I've been trying to find the the backstory. Virgil Abloh, the creator of Off White, right? The brand Off White. You know, you see the Nikes and the fly kicks and all that. He's the creator and director of Louis Vuitton now, right? He matched somebody's donation to a Black Lives Matter cost, right? But he only donated $50 and then screenshotted it and then put it up like on his page, like, yo, look at what I did for the for the thing. Now, 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 now. If you don't know, Virgil Abloh is worth millions and millions and millions of dollars, right? Now that's chump change to him. Now, that's now, like a penny. I am not here to count another man's change out of pockets, okay? I'm not here to do that. But Virgil. I can't even get fit. I can't buy an item off your site for less than fifty dollars. I couldn't buy a pair of socks for fifty dollars off the off-white site. You feel me? But he just for clarification, he did clean it up. He donated ten thousand after they started coming at his neck, and then he issued out an apology. Da, 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 da. And I mean, I feel it, but you still gonna get these jokes. So I'm gonna keep it. So we gonna keep it two versions with you. We gonna keep it fifty with you on this damn podcast. All right. Shout out to Virgil. Man, shout out to Virgil Abloh, dog. But uh, hey, share that, yeah. Ladies first, man. Let's get this thing started. Okay, all right, Cal, you ready? I'm ready. Ooh, ladies first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, crazy. Okay. I don't all think it's right. me. Well, I really don't think it's me. Breaking news, man. Hold up. Well, it's not worth it. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say it at the end of the show. It ain't. It ain't. Well, actually, I already sure. said it. Now you gotta say it. Chris Tucker and Indy Ari are an item or a couple. Anybody? What? Know? That's interesting. <laughs> very interesting, man. Very, very interesting. But, Chris um, Tucker, as in Rush Hour, Chris Tucker. As in the man, Chris Tucker. Yes, 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 yes. But shout out to Black Excellence, man. Those, those are. Both can y'all good. hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. So what up, y'all? Shigeru Sierra Danielle and. I really want to ask a question that I feel like a lot of people are wondering because a lot of black people are really on the front lines right now. And I feel like we're looking to someone that has a bigger platform than what we have to kind of speak out. Um, like a John Boyega, of course, shout out to him, you know. Um, but also for someone with that platform, he understands that with him committing to this movement, he could possibly jeopardize his career. He even said, I don't know if I'm going to have a career after this. I just have to fight this fight. So my question to you guys is what, where on the spectrum is enough for a celebrity to do where it says, okay, they have our back. They are for the people. That is enough. Does that make sense? Because I feel like on the scale, you can either be, for those of you who don't know what happened with Trina, Trina is against all the, the rioting and all that stuff. And she believes that black people were running around in Miami-Dade County like animals that just escaped out of a zoo. And she doesn't understand why we are doing what we're doing. And she is also on the canceled list. So I feel like you can either on the scale, on the scale to Trina to John Boyega, <laughs> where is a celebrity supposed to fall or how is a celebrity supposed to contribute to the movement, you know, without it either being, they're not, they're not doing a lot or they're not using their voice. 
see, the, the thing about that question, Sierra, is that it's really twofold because there's already celebrities that have been on the front lines for before this even happened. They were, mm-hmm. lend, they were lending their voice. They were lending their pockets. They were doing all the things necessary to still keep the conversation alive and still do, you know, the proper things necessary to uh, progress the movement. Now you're in a situation where it is popular to say the right thing. You, mm-hmm. you are seeing in real time yeah. what is you, you are seeing in real time what's happening when one person says like the wrong thing. Like it is, it, it, it is cool now to say as an NFL team, oh yeah, I would have signed. Ka-. It's, it's a travesty that we didn't sign Colin Kaepernick. We should have <laughs> signed him the moment that it, well, that's falling on deaf ears right now because y'all had the opportunity to do that and y'all didn't. But it's the popular thing to say right now. All these big time corporations are changing their avies, changing their bios, Black Lives Matter, saying all these things that are good for the moment. As a celebrity, the only thing you can do right now to help your brand to kind of help is just lean into what's popular. That's it. Like you just have to lean into the popularity. But outside of leaning into the popularity, you do have to be out there on the front lines. It's cool to see Ariana Grande out there in L.A. out there doing the marches. It's cool to see Machine Gun Kelly out there in Ohio really doing his thing. It's cool to see Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber on an IG live call with Angela Rye discussing the politics of black life. Like it's cool to see those things, but we have to continue to keep doing that. It can't just stop right then and there. So as a celebrity, you know, give, give us the gift of gab and talk about all the things that you want in regards to what's popular right now. But like, I don't see the dust settling anytime soon, but when it does, you still need to be there. Yeah. What about you, Cal? I think it's really contingent on the celebrity. So, for instance, we just talked about Kanye given the the money he did. I, I think that that was his vocal contribution as well. I think that Kanye is one of those people who can easily put his foot in his mouth sometimes and say the wrong thing and do the wrong thing a lot of times. And this is a, a point in time where he's actually doing the right thing, which speaks volumes for him. Um Albeit there, there are a lot of vocal celebrities that do come out and say things. Some people don't know how to word things the right way. Mm-hmm. And that, that's going to happen. I mean, shit, there's probably stuff we said on the podcast we didn't word the right way until it gets fucking blown up. You know what I'm saying? And I think that in the case of like Trina, for instance, I think she's so far away from the normal. And I don't want to. I'm going to quote normal black person's live life Mm -hmm. that she doesn't understand some of those the average the average okay yeah the average black person's life that she doesn't understand that stuff anymore because you know and and i think the other thing is we we hold a lot of these celebrities to very high regards like that they're supposed to to be very woke (laughs) -hmm. which a lot of them probably won't be lebron is probably the most woke athlete entertainer I've ever met or ever like seen and that's because of where he came from right mm, I don't know about that I don't know about that cow well maybe maybe well maybe Muhammad yeah you're right Muhammad Ali but yeah it, there, there there could be some others but what I'm saying is like in my lifetime LeBron has been one of those guys who constantly has been a focal and a vocal point for black lives and I think that 
even him, he could have said the wrong thing at some point in time and it could have got misconstrued, but he knows how to tailor those words when it comes to that, this kind of movement. Um, and I, I don't think he's disassociated his struggles with his success, which I think can happen. I think a lot of people can get the success and disassociate the struggles that came with it. Um, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I know some of them have been out there and I've seen it on my timeline where you see one of us that are at that level that have made a comment that just makes it so apparent that they are not at the ground level that we live on a day-to-day basis. They're so, yep. like, it's like they're so high up that even as a black person doesn't like, and it's, I, I haven't, I've seen maybe one or two, I don't know off the top of my head, but I just see that has happened in the past and it's probably happened over the course of this past week since everything's been popping off. But, um, has any celebs surprised y'all with what they said, whether it's good or bad or surprised uh, about what they said or what they've done? I was a little, I was was a little surprised at how hard Ed Reed went at Drew Brees (laughs) because, because I could, I like, when I saw the video, Ed Reed was like calling him a sucker, all this shit. Like he was going in on him. He wanted to say some other stuff, but he just couldn't because he said his kids was watching. But I, I always knew Ed Reed was one of those type of guys who would definitely speak his mind. You know what I'm saying? But I was not expecting him to go <laughs> as hard as he did. And I think he could have went harder. But I was surprised in a good way. Like, I was delighted by that. And Steven Jackson. Is that the, is that the, is that the black man that uh, is a, a bald black guy with a beard that's going around talking about Drew Brees? Is that the video mm-hmm. I'm I'll, I'll send you the one with Ed Reed. Yeah. Uh, Sierra, I'm going to let you answer that question first because I really want to think about that a little bit longer about, like, which celebrity has. Uh, I was very surprised at what Trina said. This is the reason why she talks about how black people were running but, around like but animals. Were su- but were you really surprised by it? I mean, like it's true. I was. Like, did you? I mean, did, what? What? I, I mean, wouldn't. I wouldn't have had. I'm gonna tell you why. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you why. Because it's very contradictory mm-hmm. for you to look down on someone else that is acting that way for a good cause, a great cause. They're mad because. The world, this our country basically doesn't think Black Lives Matter. That's why we're riding. That's why we're tearing shit up to be heard. Yet you go on TV, loving hip hop, a show where you're working for the white man, and y'all fight each other every episode over dick, and he said, she said, and what this chick doing, and what she said about you. Y'all literally fighting and acting a fool like animals out of a zoo for views. I think that um, Love and Hip Hop is actually owned by a black person, though. But, but, uh, but who owns <laughs> What does that have to do with it? She produces, saying, she produces saying, the show. I'm just saying. I'm just, saying, I'm just throwing that out. She there. produces the show, but is VH1 owned by black people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. V, no, no, no. VH1 is not. VH1 slash Viacom is not owned by black people, though. Right. Yeah. So they're ultimately earning VH1 money. Mm-hmm. Even though Mona Scott Young is the producer, executive producer. Yeah. The Brill bag is going to VH1. Right, right, right. But so your 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 biggest surprise in this that's not my that, that's not that's not really my biggest one. But I was very surprised that she said that. 
Yeah. I man, I feel like I, I wish I would have known this question earlier because I probably can sit down and really think about this. I know Desi was a crazy one. I was just not expecting I wasn't expecting him to say that either. But if you would have asked me of all the white quarterbacks <laughs> to say some <laughs> stupid ass shit, I'ma tell you who would have been towards the bottom of the list. It would have been would you who would you think would have came out and said something? I feel like somebody like a Big Ben, like Ben Roethlisberger. Somebody that's a little bit more. Well, actually, I found out today that uh, Drew Brees is a huge conservative and huge supporter of Republican views and values and, and, and shit like that. So that was that was surprising to me. But I mean, he has been the most one that just said something that was just so fucking tone deaf. Like, I mean, like, so insensitive. It was just so insensitive. That's the one for me that on that type level. um, But like I said, if I dug a little bit deeper, I probably could figure somebody out um, else. But, you know, one of the things because we talk about celebrities, man. And, you know, they have these huge platforms, they have these huge followings. But like and and we brought up John Boyega's name uh, in the midst of this. And I don't know if you guys saw the support that he got from Star Wars, basically saying that, yo, like, we got your back, you know, in this, which is dope as fuck. I mean, Star Wars, a Disney-owned company, and John Boyega is out there. Hey, he was built for this shit out there in London, man. So salute to John Boyega. But how much credit are we to give these celebrities for the things that they do outside of the people that's really on the ground. That's why I give kudos to the to the celebrities and shit that's really on the ground. You know what I'm saying? That's really out here in these streets protesting and shit. Like, hey, shout out to Killer Mike, who's got a yep. platform. I mean, did y'all see his eight-minute speech again, uh, to the uh, Atlanta the other day? It was amazing. Yeah, like... It was amazing. Yeah, like... He's that, a very intelligent dude. Yeah, so... Um, but not like, how do you got, like, what is it that you guys ultimately look for from a celebrity to do? Like, I look for celebrities. Cause it's like, how, like only, what type of pedestal are we putting them on? I feel like as a black person, when you see stuff like this, one, I feel like anybody should be moved to do something. Like everybody knows that shit like this is inhumane. Like we are literally getting murdered. For no reason other than the fact that we're black. Anybody could see that this is an issue. Any right person in their right mind should see that this is an issue and be moved to do something. You know what I mean? Like, if you have the means to donate, if you don't want to donate, protest. If you don't want to protest, start a petition. If you don't want to start a petition, use your resources. Black people in those places are well connected, very well connected. So by their name you, alone. Let me ask you this here. Hey Nick, would you be satisfied if Beyonce, and you know who Beyonce is, you, you know what she's worth, if all she did was post the black square on her Instagram like everybody else on Blackout Tuesday? Would you be oh. satisfied with that? Ooh. See, because that because that's the conversation, because we know Beyonce pulls more weight than just a black square on Instagram. Right. She's not using her her platform to influence on a on a larger scale that she knows she could. However, if she did the black square, it would go crazy because everybody would be like, oh, shit, like Beyonce put the black square. This is a real thing. But it wouldn't be what we would expect from Beyonce. Especially now because of her track record. Right. So it, it. 
that's where the expectations for celebrities are so high because they are on a different standard than other people, to be honest. Well, well so let me ask you, Sierra, I want you to answer that quickly. Not quickly. I don't mean to rush you. I'm saying, like, I want you to answer that first, and then I want to address the Beyonce, Blackout Tuesday. If Beyonce uh, just posted a black square, I would, like, right now, I would, I would be like, I would expect more from her simply because that's what she's done in the past. Like, she's donated money in the past. She's came out and made videos. She's, she does things that isn't as publicized that shows that she's down for the cause. You see what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like in some way, shape, or form, you have to use your platform in some way. I'm not asking you to donate your your money, even though I know you can. But at some point, it's like, you're black too. Just because you're rich doesn't take away the fact that you're still black. Because you can lose your money tomorrow, and you're still going to be black. So what are you doing to contribute to the movement at all? Not even just talking about money. Because at the end of the day, you could post a black square, you can donate your, your, mil, your million dollars, and then you can go back to your mansion and forget about what's going on in the world. But the other black people who are not rich and famous don't have that luxury. Uh, did you guys participate in Blackout Tuesday? I did. No. Why did you participate in Blackout Tuesday, Calvin? Um, I wanted to help spread the word and the knowledge of like what was going on. I felt like that was one way that I could personally go and protest something in a sense. I mean, I've, I've donated some money to a few different causes, but I, I mean, I ain't rich. So I, I can't be out here just slaying 30, 40, $50 here and there. But, um, I felt, I felt like it was a good way to show some solidarity, solidarity within our community. Um, but also like kind of spread the word of what was going on um, and the reason why we're doing it. Um, but I, I think it was kind of misconstrued a little bit. Here's the thing about... I didn't know the full scope, so I didn't really participate because I didn't know exactly what was going on. Blackout Tuesday started the week prior when the music industry decided that on Tuesday of this week, they're going to blackout all the, you know, don't listen to streaming services. Don't go into the, uh, you know, the stores that, to buy music. So it started off as a music industry thing that kind of cultivated itself outwards to the rest of the masses. As mm-hmm. you saw on Tuesday on Blackout Tuesday, I know y'all saw the dope thing that Apple Music did where you couldn't stream anything, but they had their Beats 1 radio on and it was nothing but black music, right? That's dope. The, the, the issue I had with the Blackout Tuesday is because nobody knew the inception, right? If you understood the inception, because if you understood the conversation about the Blackout Tuesday versus like people using the hashtag Black Lives Matter, because if you did the Blackout box and you hashtag Black Lives Matter and people pull up the Black Lives Matter hashtag, all you're going to see is a bunch of black boxes. Well, people use the Black Lives Matter hashtag to see current events to kind of keep up what's going on in real time like people that are really ahead of this movement are really keeping track of kind of what's happening based off of the hashtag so that's the only reason i just kind of just because there was a lot of people that were sending it to me like yo timmy and i was like yo i'm not posting it and it's like don't but don't discredit what i'm doing behind it just because i don't post or like calvin donated money he didn't have to tell nobody that he did that you know what i'm saying but he did do that 
But um, I do want to shout out to uh, that topic, Sierra. Clap it up for Sierra one time. Clap it up, clap it up. We, again, we, we've got a lot of blackness on the show, man. Shout out to our blackness. I love it so much. I appreciate it a lot. Uh, Calvin, man. <laughs> Calvin. Bro, Ray. Oh, uh, also another breaking news moment while we're here on the podcast. A lot of breaking news. Again, we're giving to you guys this in real time. Chicago, Omari West is currently out in the streets of Chicago at a Black Lives Matter event right now as we speak. He has been filmed. You can see his face. He has his mask on. Uh, he's out there in the streets right now in Chicago. So not only did he donate his bread to some causes, he out there in the streets. So I know Kanye is going to get hella criticized by that. He is by, he's going to get hella criticized by it. But the, but the thing is, and, and I'm just going to make this very brief, he can have alternate political views from someone but still relate to the black community. I think, I think that's what we need to realize. Mm. Right, yep. because at the end of the day, he's still a nigga. Like like Jay Z said. Yep. He, Are you talking about the fact that he's pro Trump? Right. I mean that that has nothing to do with the fact that he is still a black man, and so he still will feel sense, some of those struggles. Sierra, listen, listen. I look. I don't agree with it either. But you cannot discredit him being a black man because he wants to support somebody we don't agree with, which damn near a lot of us don't agree with. But remember, there's still black. Support. Trump supporters out here. Which yeah. is, is, is bonkers to me because Trump is racist. But. I mean, yeah, I think, honestly, I think it's a little counterproductive, <laughs> to, but whatever. That's a whole different conversation. I, I'm not even going to. Before you go, one of, the most, one of the most lasting images in my mind of Trump is going to be the night that the protesters went out to the White House and my nigga shut the lights off and went in the bunker, bro. If that ain't how I hate, bro, I hate, bro, that was, ooh, I want to, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I want to limit my cut curse words, but I will say that right there. Are you scared? You got all that security. Bro, you, <laughs> they ain't even got ARs on you. Come on. It's, but whatever. Yeah. My bad, man. Go ahead. Go it's ahead. all good. Um, This week on Royal Rage, I wanted to talk about the black man's mental and black women are included in this, but the black, I'm going to say the black mental, excuse me. So, you know, with all the events going on right now, what's been going on our entire lives pretty much. Cause I feel like e- even as a young, young person, I've experienced a lot of that stuff um, and, and heard and seen and heard the stories and everything. So we've been living this for however long we've been living and mentally now I'm starting to check in more with what's going on. Whereas I think in the past, it, it didn't hit me as, as tough mentally. Like I would be strong enough, like in the past to be like, you know, it's just nothing. I can't believe they did this, but I'm a protest and I'm gonna do what I got to do, but I'm not going to mentally like let it affect me, you know, living wise. And like now I find myself that it's kind of hard for me to be on social media right now, to be honest. Every time I go on social media, whether it be Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, I'm seeing another post about something black or protesting or the rioting or some injustice again. And for me right now, it's tough, man. And it's, it's, it's honestly a tough conversation to have about mental health, but I, I wanted to kind of maybe give people some pointers on how to keep your mental health um, healthy at this point in time, because I'm 27. So at this point in my life, I could have been any of the, uh, like a handful of the, the guys who were killed 
through racism and police brutality. You know what I'm saying? I've lived longer than some of the guys who who were murdered. You know what I'm saying? So it for me, it hits home because that could have been me. That could have been Tune. That could have been Sierra. And so when I think about that, and I think about the conversations I've been having with some of my coworkers recently, as well as like my parents, like my dad has been calling me way more since George Floyd died. And, 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 it, and, it's, and he, you know, he explained to me that he looks at it like, well, George Floyd could have been myself or it could have been you. Right. I mean, we're in two different walks of life, but at the same time, we're still black men. And, you know, it's a blessing to still have myself, my granddad and my dad um, still living and not taken away through an unjust system. And so mentally, you have to really prepare yourself for a lot of these conversations and to get through the day. Because like I said, every time I get on social media, that's all I see. So what are some tips that you guys can give some of our listeners, um, black and white? I mean, I think, you know, for white people, it might be a lot less stressful yeah, than we'll it get, is we'll, for black we'll, people. We'll get to them later. We'll get right. To them later. But for our black listeners and our minority listeners who are going through these um, mental health issues during this time, what are some good suggestions that you think we should be able to do in order to alleviate some of that stress um, from our mentors? Um, unplug. Don't be afraid to unplug because literally seeing video after video, protest after protest, assault after assault, Trump after Trump, Republican backlash after Republican, like it will drain you. It will literally suck the energy out of you. And you have to you know, take some time to yourself and regroup. Like if you're going to be a part of, if you're going to be active on social media and stay in the know, because a lot of times Twitter is reporting more accurate news than the actual news. Cause we get to see all of the recorded videos that protesters are recording. We see the actual stories of stuff that's going on versus what the news sees. So like if you plan on being as heavily involved via social media, unplug when you can. Because it will literally drain you. Um, you know, check in on your family and friends. You know, have a safe place where you can talk about these things and, you know, get your emotions out. Because, you know, sometimes I'll be frustrated. I'll be sad. I'll be angry, you know. And it's good to have somebody or a group of friends to just talk about that with and get those emotions out. Because you don't want to let those emotions... <sighs> Excuse me. You don't want to let those emotions fester. Um, take care of you. Get involved in something that's that's gonna relieve your stress. Run, work out. I've been running every day, and it's been helping. You know, with everything that happened with my dad, like it's really been helping me. And so, you know, <clears throat> you just have to. <sighs> you have to unplug and just, you know, make sure that you're good and take care of you, whatever your self-care looks like for you, that's healthy, you know, do that. I, uh, you know, the past, these past two weeks, man, they've been tough. Uh, like you say, Calvin, uh, as a black man who has had to constantly have these conversations and had to see this, on a multitude of occasions. Like you said, it could have been my dad. 
It could have been myself. It could have been, you know what I'm saying, you, you name them, um, the people that surround us. I, I think the reason why this is hitting different is because it is a culmination of everything that has led up to this point. It's like we finally broke as a, as a, as a culture, right? You have a pandemic that happens where a majority of the pandemic is killing most of us as far as black and brown people. Well, a majority of us is hitting us hard in our community. So you have that. Then we're in quarantine for two months. And then people are not working. People not working, not doing anything. Then you have um, Brianna Taylor situation. Then you have the woman in uh, Central Park who was called the black uh, police, who called the police officer on the black man, the lady that had the dog. Then you have Ahmaud Aubrey. And then we see a man get murdered on camera um in broad daylight you're missing one too the gentleman that was chased down by our cops killed and they laughed over his body and they didn't know he was on live yeah. sean um uh, oh yeah i seen yeah yeah so you you gotta think man as a spirit if if if, if, if and white people will go talk to you in a second but like if you want to understand the pulse of the culture right now is what's going on in our community it's because we it's like uh, us saying we tired is not even as effective enough to make you understand what is happening. It, you you want to talk about a, a a week or two of rioting over what we've been going through over the course of 400 years plus, you know what I'm saying? So for me, from a mental health perspective, uh, I've always been the one that's always been the tough guy. You know what I'm saying? Like breakthrough, the strong person, the one that's always, uh, you know, you won't see me break. Right. And I will say in these past two weeks, it's been a very it's been a few times where you want to break because you just tired like, yo, you just tired of seeing it. And you also just tired of having the same conversations with the same people who get the plight. Like, I, I think I said this to you guys the other week where it's like having conversations with you guys. Yes, it's therapeutic, but we already know what time it is. Right. We just talked about what we see on our timeline. Like. We can sit here and have very intellectual conversations about the plight of the black community because we understand it. We live it. We go through it. It's not it's not a new thing to us. But for me, my mental is like trying to have conversations with these white folks to make them understand, like to actually make them understand and, and, and finally get it. Like why we're so upset. So, I mean. If you want to have a grade of a mental scale right now, I'd say about a C plus, C plus, B minus. Uh, and, and, and for things, I think everything you guys said has been correct as far as finding some self-care things, unplugging, doing what you need to do. And what's hard, what's hard right now is people still can't just get away. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you could just be like, you know what? I'm, man, let me take a little weekend trip down to, you know what I'm saying, wherever. You know, let me go to Atlanta. Or let me hit D.C. or let me hit Charlotte or, Man, let me go out to New York. People can't do that right now. You know what I'm saying? It's not like we're going through all of this and we still got to go in the house. So, like, I want people to just take heed to what Sierra and Calvin said, for real, for real, because I don't really have the answers, per se. But take heed to what they said, because I understand you can go crazy in the crib right now if you really don't check what's happening uh, with, with what's going on. So, yeah. 
I'm, I'm going to say for me, what's been helping me with my mental health is really getting out the house to exercise. So, you know, because we've been on quarantine anyway, I've been doing all my workouts from home. So pretty much in the living room, me and Etienne, like doing certain like circuits or whatever for about an hour. Right. Um, Tune had hit me up, told me about the, the challenge, the 60 mile challenge, which I was like, this is great. This is giving me an opportunity to go out and run. So I found a park down the street to him in uh, Sierra. And so I go out there every day, run about two miles, two and a half miles or whatever. Um, but it just gets me out the house and it gets me away from everything pretty much. And I'm, it's just me in the track. And I really, I really enjoy it. Like I just, I feel good being able to just kind of release some energy, some, some much needed energy, bent up aggression, all that. Like I just do it all through my running. Um, but I also um, am about to start playing tennis a little bit more during this time because tennis is a perfect way to still social distance, but also be able to get some exercise. In. Yeah. I've been wanting to do tennis too. There's tennis courts by this park I found by my house. Yeah, there's tennis courts right down the street from my house, and I know there's some in Greensboro. So I'm, you know, I'm gonna be hitting people up like, "Yo, let, let's go get you it." You would, right. you would easily play against Nick and Tara. Oh, we beat them. Well, actually, you know what? It probably would just be me and Tune playing because yeah, right, yeah, that's, <laughs> is uncoordinated as fuck. And Tara don't give a damn about nothing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. for me, that that's the biggest thing for my mental health. It's just being able to get out the house, and then also this this stuff doing the podcast, like being able to get it off yeah. my my chest because I have one person here to talk to all the time. I, I don't get a chance to get away sometimes. And a lot of times I don't want all the burdens of what's happening with me to fall just on her, you know? So this is me giving it, I mean, not putting the burdens on the people, but saying, yo, this is me releasing it so we can continue to have these conversations and push forward, but also be in a good space mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really what all I wanted to speak on. Just, Making sure that y'all are, are staying healthy during this time mentally, because I know it's stressful. And I feel the stress, so I know you feel the stress. As a, a, a side note, um, Calvin had mentioned that we are doing this 60-mile run challenge. And uh, to give Cass a little bit of an update, Calvin got a, me and Calvin got a little wager on this 60-mile uh, challenge, right? So if you think about it, Sierra, all it is is you either two miles a day, in the month of June, or if you don't want to run on the weekends, you run three miles a day, right? So me and Calvin, I think I think our bet we were both drunk when we said, or at least I know I was. When I said the first one to sixty owes somebody a dollar, right? I think that was the bet. Was that not Some, the bet? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But to give you an update, uh, Sierra, I think I'm currently at fifteen miles. Yeah, I'm currently at fifteen miles. And my man Calvin is sitting at a smooth 9.34 on the streets. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So we get it. We get it. I'll, I'll catch up. I'm yeah, not worried, yeah. bro. <laughs> I just what, what I am, what I am <laughs> concerned about is motherfucking Hefe out here. <laughs> yo, he's yo, running, running. Yo, yo first of all, first <laughs> I, I, I do want to make it a point though. The challenge is not meant to be the first person to 60. Me and Calvin, we just competitive, whatever. Just it, however you get the 60, get the 60. You know what I'm saying? So if you guys want to actually join in in the challenge, I know we're 
uh, how many days out? Uh, tomorrow will be the sixth, I think. Uh, you know, feel free to join in and hit me up, DJ Nick Tune. I'll add you into the challenge. Keep track of your miles and all this stuff. Really a good way to kind of keep your mind off of things while uh, everything's going on. So kudos to Calvin, famous Phillips. We do that every single week here on the podcast. Yeah. Hashtag road wage. Uh, this very, very last topic of the evening. Hashtag talk about it. Um, we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> and uh, as you guys know, we've had conversations with you all over the past two weeks. And over the course of the podcast, we have talked to you beautiful listeners about things that have been going on in the black community. We've talked to you about black health. We've talked to you about black wealth. We've talked to you about black sex. We've talked to you about black finances. We've talked to you about everything under the spectrum. Black, 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 be black, 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 blah, blah, black, black, black. But this is our time to have a conversation with them white folks out there that listen to the podcast. Shout out to my white brothers and sisters. You know what I'm saying? That uh, listen right now is very interesting. I've got a lot of text messages over the past few days from my white counterparts um, that have just asked me, what is it that they can do to help with what's going on? Because they just, they, they had a loss. They're a person that find that sees themselves wanting to be a part of the cause. They want to be down with the brothers and sisters that are dealing with the movement right now. But they might not necessarily want to get out and go protest. They they might not want to hit the streets uh, and be out there with us. But um, I want to ultimately have a conversation with the white folks that listen to us about one: what is it that they can do in this time of, I guess, crisis? in America. And, you know, let's just have a conversation with them. And ultimately what I want to have is not just having a conversation with y'all, but maybe at one point in time, we get some white people on the show uh, next week uh, to have a more in-depth dialogue with them. But for those that are listening, we'll give you a little pointers and heads up right now. Uh, what do y'all think right now? What What is it that you want to say to white people right now? Educate yourselves. Um, me and me and Eastern was having a conversation in the car today because we at my at my job currently uh, for y'all who don't know we've been having a lot of like WebEx meetings talking about race and culture and diversity and um, what's happening with the George Floyd riots and stuff. It shouldn't always be black people who have to educate other people about race. I think that's something that it's a misconception like. I think white people can go out and do the, the, the legwork as well. They can go out and research and read books and watch movies and all of the above. Don't let it, don't let it be just, you have to wait for your black friend to tell you like, Hey, blase, blase, you know, um, this is what it is. Like you can figure these things out on your own. We can still be a catalyst for you. Um, we can still teach you things, but, we shouldn't be doing it just on our own. That's, yeah. You need to learn what the definition of ally really means. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people just show up and they say, oh, I'm an ally. No, that's, that's not. Or they show up for one day and it's like, oh, okay, tomorrow I'm going to just, you know. No, this is a daily fight. This is, you got to continue to show up. That's privilege. 
that you pick and choose when you want to show up and when you want to be down. No, no, no. To be a true ally means that you stand with us. At all times. At all times. Not when you feel like it. Not when you, when you just, you know, want some camera time or you want some nice Instagram photo shoots. No. This, this is a daily fight. So if you're going to really be an ally, put your money where your mouth is. Pull up or shut up. Um, what else? Uh, I mean... Uh, I, I agree with that sentiment as as far as pulling up, man. Um, but like, if you really don't feel comfortable pulling up to the cookout, right? And I understand that they some I saw somebody tweet out that they've had always had an issue with the with the phrase, uh, you know, when a white person does something good, you know, they're automatically invited to the cookout, right? Where just because they can sing and dance or a talent or whatever that automatically gets them a, a, a an invite. No, we got to stop that. Right. Because no, just because you can sing, dance, play the piano soulfully, whatever, the, whatever that is, play a sport, whatever you automatically find it's a good guy. No, we need a higher expectation for white people to be, to, to, to now be inclusive in that cookout that we have. Um, I'll say this, man. So what I said to one of my friends is that, you know, I understand your mentality and you being in the fight with us from a mental perspective. And I know you're not a racist and everything like that, but your silence right now is just as equally uh, condoning what's happening just as if you were to come out and say against us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if you were to speak against us, it's just as equal as equally as deeming uh of you not speaking so you know if you see a post that moves you or that you agree with post that on your on, on, on in your ig story you know what i'm saying let people know you down share some information if you see some information if you gather yourself some information share that along to your family i saw a video not too long ago before we started the podcast of the little white girl that was having the debate with her White her parents, dad, her parents yeah, did. yeah. Did you see that video, Cal? It no. was on Baller Alert. Shit's yeah. crazy. That's, that's I didn't see it. What was yeah. what happened? Long story short, there was a little girl. She's probably oh, she probably wasn't little. She probably had to be like college, teenage, like, or teenage, either teenage or college, or like, like, yeah. like a high schooler. Kid. Yeah, high schooler. She was like like straight out of uh, or straight going into college. But long story short, her parents were like uh, kind of outwardly racist. And she was having a conversation with them, trying to give them some facts as to why their points of view were wrong. Basically bucking at the idea that her dad was saying, well, you know, all those black people in the ghetto act this way because of this, that, and the thing. And she was like, no, do you understand that this is because of years of systematic racism and da 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 and da 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 So she, I, f- I feel like she was going off and making some point. So those are the types of conversations that you can have with your people uh, to kind of enlighten us and, and to kind of help our struggle, man. Don't be, listen, I'm not going to say don't be a Drew Brees because a lot of Drew Brees is in a lot of y'all right now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of Drew Breesness and a lot of y'all. You don't mean, you don't mean wrong, but your, in, your uh, intention wasn't to hurt us, but yet you just show how ignorant and how far you just don't get it. 
And so and you're not willing to try. And so you need to and and that part, Sierra, because and you're not willing to try because it's so in front of your face right now that how that if you don't get There's it no right excuse. now, if you don't get it right now, you are willingly choosing not to accept the information that's being presented. Now, unless you sit down and watch Fox News all day and or your timeline might be warped in a bunch of Tommy Lauren like tweets. I can understand that. But if you're living outside of that bubble, there is plenty of information out there for you to get to be able to disseminate that to other people to be able to make it a thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I, th- there's going to be a much longer and in-depth conversation that we will have with white people. Uh, and hopefully we have y'all had any heated conversations with any white people. I have. Yeah. In, in, you talking about he life? Is? You talking about? In I'm life talking about or? like either. I mean, I mean, you can we can talk about life, but I yeah. mean, like recently. Uh, not recently, no, but in life, yes. Uh, in life, yes, but recently they haven't been heated because they they know they were wrong, but they have been oh. very tough conversations I've, with white people. I've, I've, I've had a lot of those. What is, what was that conversation like, Calvin? If I know well, the conversation that Calvin was talking about, it was a dope one. Well, I'll give you an example. Like so. We, because of the George Floyd things, um, the place that I work was ended up closing down, but due to riots and protesting. Now they did not say that they said it was just, they were going to close. Um, but we had to address the issue. Um, it was kind of like an elephant in the room. We had a big meeting on it and myself as well as other black coworkers there were started calling things out and it made the white people in the chat very, very uncomfortable. However, I gave them the phrase that I always live by. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable because for me as a black man, I've had to be uncomfortable with a lot of things my entire life. Um, this is one conversation. I'm sure you will be okay. And so, um, it, I mean, it, it was good though. We, we really got a lot of things out. We mm-hmm. saw a lot of white tears, which I knew was going to happen. Um, a lot of people felt really, really bad about um, how they either viewed people or the stereotypes that they've um, worked under, the racist acts that they've probably done that were unintentional but very intentional to us. I mean, all types of shit just kind of came out. And so for me, I'm like, yo, we've been dealing dealing with this for years. Now y'all definitely need to – it's not that we are just now having a conversation with y'all. We've been trying Mm -hmm. to tell y'all, but, like, now we're not going away without a fight. So, as, yeah. as as the white people that are listening to this show, uh, it is actually a privilege to educate yourself about racism instead of experiencing it. You know, we have to experience this, this shit every single day. But you have an option right now to educate yourself on what we deal with. But understand the fact that you are educating yourself. That is a privilege. That is that that is undeniably a privilege that you have that we are un. uh unfortunately don't have that leverage or that privilege mm-hmm. um so i want to say that we'll have more conversations like that with you guys later on but let's go ahead and clap it up for the black people on the podcast right now let's clap it up my black is yours um sierra Danielle, what you doing this weekend um i will be recording pretty unplugged saturday um working on branding timelines as far as when re-up TV will be back. Nice. Um, and just branding. 
trying to get also get prepared. I start classes in a couple weeks. Oh, nice. So, Cal, have you started the class? I'm I'm in two right now. Four weeks strong, I think, or three three or four weeks strong. How's it going? It's good. It's good. I got I got A's right now. <laughs> <laughs> what what classes are you taking? I'm taking a management five fifty two ten, which is like a supply chain class, and I got a managerial finance class. I'm taking management fifty two ten, but it's not nowhere, no time soon. Oh well, it's it's a pretty decent class. If you get the professor I got, I'll make sure I send you some stuff for it. Okay. Was the books? Did you have to buy books for them? I did, and you kind of you have to buy them because they're like ebooks where you have to do like homework assignments in the books, and them bitches like a hundred dollars a piece. Um, I do not miss this part of college. Me either. Uh, oh, yeah. Famous, what you got planned for the weekend? Um, this weekend. I will be helping Shamika move. Um, oh, yeah. okay. I thought it was last Saturday, but it's not. Um, it was this yeah. Saturday. So I'll be helping her move, just packing up her stuff to put in a um, storage container. And then um, uh, that's pretty much it for me. I think I, I may be doing a peaceful protest Sunday in Greensboro. I'll let you guys know if you want to be involved. Um, uh, yeah, that's actually one of the things I was going to talk about. So for those that want to get involved, there's a Black Lives Matter protest on Sunday at two in LaBauer Park. Uh, that's so that's where I'll be. Yeah, so that's 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 where we'll be too, man. So we'll talk off air about you know linking up for and doing all that, man. So if that's the case, I might stay in Greensboro Saturday. Then I might. Yeah, let's uh, let's come out and support as a team. I I, yeah. I think that would be good. Yeah, that would be dope. That would be dope. Especially so, seeing as how I have Co-Fest there, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so we'll definitely, um, all those that are listening again, Sunday at 2, LaBarra Park in Greensboro, uh, peaceful protest, Black Lives Matter, definitely show up and show out. Uh, I will, outside of that, will be putting up some solar lights on my patio. Uh, this solar lights. Solar lights. So, you know, they're going to be solar, solar-powered lights. Uh, that'll light up when it gets dark outside. So you gonna put that out there. Make the patio look a little nice. You know what I'm saying? Be what if you don't get any uh, light because okay. of the shade? If I don't get, if we don't, if we don't have lights, <laughs> if we don't have lights, man. But listen, man. I want to say this. Uh, I love you guys, man. Appreciate you guys doing this with me on the podcast. I love the blackness in all of you all. Um, listen, I love my listeners. I love y'all. We love y'all. Can't wait to see you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.